Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hello, it's Danielle, Senior Associate at the Divorce Collective. No, it's not because I'm not from there. It's been a while since I've done this. I'm from Collective Family Law and you are listening to the Divorce Collective podcast. Thanks for joining me again. I've been a bit silent on the airwaves. You may or may not have noticed, um, but life gets hectic. Some tragedies get thrown in the mix and, um, of course, life gets busy. But I'm back and today we're going to go through a podcast which I've titled I Will See You in Court, The Repeated Threat in Family Law Matters But Doesn't Have Any Legs. We hear it every day. Things like my ex said that they will take me to court if I don't agree to do this or I'll see you in court and I will win. Parties huff and they puff and they think that litigation is the answer or at least they think that threatening you will actually help them get what they want. Sadly, um, as a family lawyer in this jurisdiction for over, goodness, 16 years now, um, sadly I've seen threats like that. Um, the I will take you to court or my client will take you to court in initial letters from lawyers to self-represented parties. That worries me and it worries me a lot because as family lawyers, I think we need to be taking an active role in assisting parties um, to reach a settlement and to make an agreement and to move on with their lives. Our job isn't to be their mouthpiece. Our job isn't to encourage them to litigate at all costs and destroy the other parent or the other spouse. That's just my view. So when clients come to me in our initial consultations um, or, you know, when they engage us and they're saying things to me like he said he's going to take me to court or, you know, the letter from the lawyer says if I don't do something then their client will file proceedings. I tell my clients not to worry. They're just acting like an animal who fluffs out their chest and stomps their feet and hisses and and whatever it is they do to appear more dominant. I try and really make clients understand um, that that's just a threat. It's just a scare tactic um, and to try and not let it worry them or derail them um, and that there is a process in place to make them feel more comfortable and understand that those threats um, are likely not going to come to fruition in most cases. There is the reality that in a limited number of circumstances and cases, it would permit someone from rushing off and and filing an application in court. But they're limited circumstances. So the Family Law Act and even the rules of the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia, that's still a mouthful after all this time. Anyway, the Act and the rules actually mandate and expect that parties will attempt to resolve their dispute first before filing in court. So the threat you see as most times just that, it's got no legs to stand on. In parenting matters, it was always mandated that parties attempt what's called a family dispute resolution conference in the first instance and get what we know as a Section 60I certificate, which says that they've attempted that mediation process or that dispute resolution conference and then that Section 60I certificate enables them to file an application for parenting matters before the court. That's always been the case. Of course, there are circumstances where that um, cannot apply, such as significant risk to children, 
um, or urgency, such as a child's going to be removed from the Commonwealth of Australia um, or a child has been withheld um, in some circumstances. A family lawyer is going to be the best place for you to find out whether your particular matter and the circumstances of your matter give any rise to skipping that mediation process, that family dispute resolution process, and going straight to court. So if you think your matter is urgent and that you need to not go through that family dispute resolution process, please get in touch with a family lawyer. Um, We've got a whole team here waiting, so give us a call and we can help you. But We've now seen a big overhaul of our of our system since September 2021. And a new form that has to be filed when you uh, file an application to the court is what's called a genuine step certificate. That certificate is mandated by the court to show to the court that parties have actually complied with pre-action procedures. One of the pre-action procedures is making a genuine attempt to settle your matter before the filing of proceedings. Both parties have to file that. So whether you file first or whether you file a response, you've got to file that um, that that form. So that form, um, under the rules, there's there's certain steps that parties have to do to indicate that they've made that genuine effort to resolve. So things like giving a copy of the pre-action procedures to the other party, making inquiries with dispute resolution services, inviting people to attend dispute resolution or mediation, attending that mediation. And even now, we have to provide a written notice to the other party of an intention to commence proceedings. That notice is actually specific. It's not just his letter saying, I'm going to take you to court. The notice to, of intention to start proceedings has to give written notice. It has to provide things like an outline of if you were to file proceedings, what orders you'll be seeking. It has to give a time frame in which to respond to that notice. It has to identify the issues in dispute. Further things that evidence whether a party's made a genuine attempt to resolve their dispute um, is things like exchanging financial information for, for property matters or exchanging other documents that might be relative, even if it's a family law, a parenting matter. So when you fill out that form, that genuine steps form that you have to file, we have to tick things like, have we given a copy of the pre-action procedures to the other party? Have we made inquiries for dispute resolution? Have we invited someone to dispute resolution? Have we actually gone to dispute resolution? Have we given the written notice? Have we, you know, cooperated and um with the other party and agreed to a a resolution um, service process? Have we exchanged relevant documents? So unless you've done those things, um, the court's really going to crack down on you as to why you've beaded your chest, I call it, and rushed off to court, um, you know, in the first instance. So there are exceptions, of course, there always are, and that is where there's um, allegations of significant child abuse or family violence factors um, if the application is urgent, as I already um, premised earlier in the podcast, um, if it would be unduly prejudicial to complete the process, you're relying on an exemption to um, complying with those pre-action procedures, you've got to address that in your affidavit material. Again, the court's looking for you to explain yourself or your lawyers to explain themselves as to why the attempt to resolve this without resorting to litigation um, was necessary. 
Also, and the rules have also set forward then some consequences, um, I guess, for non-compliance with these genuine steps to resolve the issue first and foremost. They can be making a cost application against the parties or against the lawyers. Um, they could um, sort of stay the application so um, until pre-action has been complied with so the, the, the case doesn't progress, I guess. They send you back to those processes and they send you back to do those those steps before you can continue or they can even dismiss the case altogether. Because we like to keep these short, I don't even know if this is short, I'm looking at nine minutes, it's meant to be six, oh well. Um, <laughs> that's information for you on this genuine steps and hopefully gives you some comfort for those of you who are listening who have a party on the other side or even an aggressive lawyer on the other side um, that's threatening court action. Of course, the longer your matter goes on um, in these pre-stages and it doesn't progress anywhere, the more uh, risk there is that proceedings will need to be filed for your matter. Uh, Here at Collective Family Law Group, we try and get you through this process as quickly as we can to a high standard, of course, still. But when I say as quickly as you can, uh, we like to simply go in with a tactical approach of doing these step-by-step pre-action procedures, getting you to negotiation, mediation if it's necessary um, to see if we can resolve your matter and get you moving on with your lives, um, you know, sooner rather than later. So if you need my help um, or the help of any of other, our other fabulous lawyers here, um, then, of course, get out um, the phone um, or the email and get in touch with us over here at Collective Family Law. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.